Okay, all you Pearl Jam fans out there, this is episode four of PJ's Black Circle. We are very excited this week. We've got a lot of great content to get through. My name is Nino. I am out here in the Pacific Northwest holding it down for all you West Coast PJers out there. And with me is the man with the master plan out in the frozen tundra, the big baller, shot caller. His name is Wes. How are you doing today, my friend? Good, buddy. Good. It is cold, man. We are seeing some super cool weather. So I got my space here underneath my desk here trying to <laughs> stay warm. And hopefully you don't hear too many shivers that, through the pod. But uh, man, it's been a fun, it's been a hard week. Uh, this episode and this topic um, is one that I've been just chewing on lately. And we've we've had a few things back and forth. And Super excited to to share some content about Pearl Jam lyrics today. Yes, so think? let's let's set the stage to the people out there. So we've got a massive uh, deep freeze going across the Midwest. So I was just totally stoked that your internet is actually working yeah, today. Right. So all of our fans are super pumped that we can actually do this. Also, it is Super Bowl Sunday, so we also have that going. I mean, we got a lot going on today. We got. We got some footballing, we got some ice cold, we got some some PJ podcasts, That's right. and man, I'm ready to just get right to it. So you had this amazing idea of Pearl Jam lyrics. Right. Del- go into a little bit more of what made you want to kind of bring this up as an awesome topic. So let me make a few disclaimers for the episode today, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> um, most of the Pearl Jam lyrics are very uh, deep and they're very uh, emotional. Oh, uh, so our intent, go. at least from what I'm choosing to, to share today, is is definitely not to bring anybody down or depress anybody. Um, so just an yeah, FYI, right. there's some there's some emotional stuff on some of the on, on some of the lyrics. So well, that's Ed, dude. He's that's straight Ed. emotion. And then I wanted to other disclaimer was. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm we're, we're, I want to say this is Pearl Jam lyrics, not just Ed's lyrics. So because I think sure. and some yes. of the some of the options that I'm choosing, I think have Stone, yeah, Jeff on them. So good. Uh, good, yeah. So for me, it's like huge priority number one is is new album and listening to what Ed's saying because this is really what's brought me so close to Pearl Jam is is some of just the the rawness of, of of the words and some of the stories and you can kind of put yourself in those places when, when Ed's singing. So this is one where it's been hard to find a handful of ones that have been like a handful of like snippets of songs where that are truly just unique and, and beautiful and sure. a little depressing and emotional. But yeah. I think this is going to bring a, a lot of discussion between you and I just sharing. We don't know what uh, we've, we've identified a handful of songs and, and a handful of lyrics that we wanted to talk about and, I don't know yeah. what you're going to pick, and I don't think you know what I'm going to pick. So it should just be no, a we really don't. great conversation piece. And that's and that's what's fun. Uh, just a reminder to folks at home: it's like we'll we'll have a topic. We don't really coordinate much. We don't, I you know, we don't say, oh, let's work from this album or do these lyrics or work this particular song. So you know, again, we're more of a free flowing podcast. There's a little bit of structure, but very much off the cuff. And that's kind of how I felt when I was looking at different lyrics. So for me, I, you know, I'll get an album and maybe, you know, the first thing I do, I just, I, I put it in and I just crank that back. Just listen it's to just it. Like, right. I just want to rock, dude. Yep. You know, I just want to, 
I just want a headbang best I can in my late, you know, mid forties. I don't know how well now, around. Let me around ask you there. first. Anyway, ask, yeah. do you, hold on. Do you go like, okay. So there's, of course they issue really singles before the album releases. So do you, when you first get gigaton, did you go right to dance and clairvoyance or do you go right to, you know, the singles or did you just go, okay, let's go one through one through yeah. the top, top to bottom. Side A, first song, let it rip. Well, I've been okay. doing a lot of vinyl, you know, so my uh, vinyl right. collection's been getting pretty good. And, um, but, you know, if a single comes out, I will play it out and I'll listen to it. You know, I've mentioned this before. I got a new, you know, you get a new Pearl Jam album. It's always changes a little bit. You have ideas on how you want it to be. And it might not actually feel how you want it to feel the first time. And a lot of times, as we all know, especially in the early years, you know, Ed singing, Sometimes I don't know what the hell that guy's saying, dude. Right. It's like, right. what the hell is he saying? I'll listen to it 20 times. I, I still can't figure it out. So early in the day, you know, when I'm doing like Vitalogy and verse and 10, you know, I would have to look at the lyrics to actually be like, oh, what the hell is this guy actually saying and talking about, which is fun and fine. But when I was getting prepared for this, I, I wasn't really sure what to look for. So I just kind of was like bopping around through some of my CDs, playing That's on it. some websites, and there was nothing in particular I was trying to seek out. I was just trying to see where this kind of exercise took me. So a couple things came to light. One, when I'm at concerts, I am for sure not singing all the right words because I sing how Eddie sings, and you know, after a couple <laughs> beers, it's it's just going. So sometimes I'm like looking at songs, I'm like, oh. That's cool. That it's makes same way. way more sense than what yeah, I thought it, I was singing. You know, I'm so. the same way. I'm the same way. And in, in this exercise, um, I was I did the exact same thing. You know, where yeah, like I know a certain like certain songs uh, where I know like this is the a really badass like vocal point for him. Sure. And then I'll go back and like, oh my god, I didn't even realize that that was said that way. Or yeah, I, even the discovery like this discovery phase of the actual lyrics was really cool for me. Even though I've done that a million different times, I've gone on PearlJam.com and was like, oh, yeah, let me just run, run through the lyrics of Giving a Fly or whatever. Right. But it was, yeah, it, it's it's so cool because every song, you could, I could literally kind of present a, basically a, a masterpiece poem on almost every song I've ever, ever shared. But. So the one time that I got to meet Ed is I was doing some side work at his house, right? And he was actually there. I was like sweeping out back. And he was kind of in his little outdoor stairwell. And, you know, I'm trying not to, like, be a total weird nerd person just, like, staring down this dude while I'm, like, sweeping his backyard, you know, all grubby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just, the whole time I was, he's just writing. He's just writing, writing, writing. Yeah. And so part of me, I was like, hey, man, what are you writing? Tell me, you know, <laughs> tell me what's coming down the road. I couldn't bring myself to ask him, right? And then, well, it used to be called the EMP. Now they're calling it, like the new Seattle music structure downtown. That okay. Paul Allen used okay. To, they changed the, yeah, they, yeah, they, they changed the name, yeah. but okay. you go and you go to the Pearl jam, the huge Pearl jam setup they have there. And they've just got cases of Ed's journals and they're wow. in there and they're just like so many of them and you know, they're full. And right. so, you know, I'm with you when I'm like going through some of the songs and going through some of the music we're all going to have those lyrics, whether it's Pearl Jam song, not a Pearl Jam song, not a Pearl Jam band. That music is what 
strikes a chord. It connects us to something in our life. And so, yeah, I mean, there are times I'm putting down what I'm thinking I'm going to talk about. And I'm like, God, that's kind of a bummer. When I see Ed's lyrics, they're strong, man. It's just like, you know, he doesn't pull any punches. And early on, I was starting to see some themes and some similarity. You know, he talks a lot about God and he talks a lot about a lot about religion, a lot about yeah. religion. And I never really think of him as a very religious person. You know, obviously he talks a lot about like reconnection and loss. And I mean, of course, a lot, you know, dude, hey man, a lot of bands are going to talk about similar topics. I mean, one, people know their real life. They're going to write about it. That's why they're artists, right? They've got something right. deep inside they need to share. So when I was, I found myself like I picked out like five things, right? Because otherwise we'll never get through any of this, right? Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, but it was absolutely. all early. It was all earlier stuff. It's so weird. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's so because... weird, dude. I pulled one from ten, yeah. and I pulled one from verse, yeah. and then I pulled one from vitality, and then I pulled one from yield, and one from no code. And I'm like, why can't I get to some of the newer stuff, which I've just been jamming out to? But when I just read the lyrics and I'm not listening to the music, I found myself moving towards different lines and different, they are like poems and different poetry aspects in there. So it was, it's totally trippy, like what I'll listen to and what I get off on and what I thought I was going to maybe choose as far as like songs was not even close to what I ended up wow. looking as far as like the spoken word on paper. Right. That's great. It was weird. That's great. Where now, since you had this awesome, you know, I want I want you to start okay. firing away, dude. Um, let's let's get into the some lyrics. Show me what you got. I had the same exact kind of thought process where I, had, I was trying to identify just down to five, and then I found myself expanding that to ten. Yeah. Ten. The quantities of ten, not just the album of ten. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let me let me let me pull some of these out of here because literally I went. My first one, and, and, and again, I'll preface before we even get started, like the, the reason why I chose the songs that I chose and the lyrics that I chose within those songs is not that I am feeling exactly how Ed is feeling or whomever wrote those lyrics is feeling. Right. I sometimes it's like, it's such a powerful lyric that I find myself just being drawn to what that's being said. Okay. Just another slight caveat. So the first one comes from Alive and I won't do the whole part, of course, but the main identity, the one, the part of Alive that is so amazing is when he's saying, she walks slowly across the young man's room and she said, I'm ready for you, for you. I can't remember anything to this very day. Crept, or excuse me, set the look, the look. Oh, you know where, now I can't see, I just stare. So basically, he's, I can put myself in that room when his mom is telling him this thing. And he has this look upon his face, like this can't be real. So he can see, he can, he, you know, he's there, but he can't even, like, he just stares, like he's just so mind, just is completely eroded. Yeah, and he's just staring in, into the abyss, like, like again, that is such such a young time when he's putting himself back into that place. At least this is how I'm interpreting it. Is like he's just so just shocked by this. He's just staring in the middle of nothing. He can't even really put anything together. So, yeah, I don't know if you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, one, that's that's pretty fucked up. Right. I mean, let's just say it like <laughs> how it is, dude. You know, right. the, the thing with the live is that 
for me, that song has changed so much, I think, from when I first heard it to when you kind of see it and hear it in a show, right? So where you have these crazy, like when you really start reading the words of it, like on, on, you know, when you're like jamming in the car and, you know, Mike shredding the guitar and Ed's just wailing and ripping it up, he's tearing up the mic. And I'm like, man, this is just a hardcore rocking song. But then when you start reading about the daddy leaving, this crazy whatever is going on with the mom walking into this room. Yeah, this lie that he's been told. and Yeah, yeah, and just almost like she's kind of hitting on her son and all this stuff. And it's just kind of weird. And so you have that aspect of it. And now it's become this song of like celebration that they do usually towards the end of their set list. Where just like, you know, they turn the lights up, Ed cr- climbs up a couple feet on some rafters, he's up there above the yeah. crowd. The whole crowd is is chanting, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Good pick. Yeah. I mean, um, right. you know, when you break this song down and you start looking at lyrics, and I think that's going to be like that for a lot of artists and a lot of different musicians, when you actually start getting into it, I think where Ed separates himself is there is that poetry aspect to it. Not only when he is singing it, of course, it sounds awesome, but when you actually start to look at the writing and how he's using just dialogue and words that no one ever uses in songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. it's funny. It's interesting because I had another uh, friend of mine that we were talking about Pearl Jam many years ago, and he's like, you know, what's unique about Ed is that like Nirvana, and this is his story. So right. <laughs> Nirvana is like try to you know, try to rhyme. Like the, a lot of the lyrics were especially like in um, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" it was very rhymey, sure. right? But Ed, like you don't none of his lyrics really need to rhyme. They just always have a place. Right, every word means something, and it doesn't. It's not a perfect rhyming poem. It's yeah. It's just you know here it is, and he's either whether it's his voice or. The music behind it is just flows so beautifully. Yeah, and plus, you know, he can just kind of growl and make his little, you know, and sure. sings and do his whatever, <laughs> right. and you know, he can make his words just kind of rhyme. But yeah, I mean, he'll use uh, certain words that have never been in any other songs that from any other artist, and you're like, how the hell did you even get yeah. that in there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, man, hit me with one from you. All right, hit me with one. From so you. since you kind of brought up. Did you have a live in your book? No, in your queue? no, I did okay. not. All right, I did not. But this is from the same album. So this particular little sonnet excerpt uh, goes like this. It says, "The direction of the eye, so misleading; the defection of the soul, nauseously quick. I don't question our existence. I just question our modern." needs now when you say it like that (laughs) it's i'm like i don't even i like i i know what song it is right so i'm like trying yeah i do too trying to separate it out a little bit but when i went back and i was looking at the words i never really heard the last sentence very well now this is from give me the last sentence this is from garden so yeah, this is. Right. I just question our modern needs. I don't know what I thought Eddie sung there, but this is an example to me 
of a verse that you can put in any point in time, mm. whether it's 95, 85, 75, 2005, right? And right. it's going to be able to ring true and hold something tangible that's going on, especially now with how far technology has come, right? Sure. And I talk a lot about this and when I relate things to just like different movies and how movies are made back in the 80s and how they're made now. And we have all these debates on which one's better and is it more realistic, you know, is it better to have it more realistic? And I don't want to get off on another tangent. But when I'm thinking of something like this and how encapsulated we are in this digital age, there's a lot of cool things like, dude, we wouldn't be able to even have this conversation and do what we're doing. If it wasn't for technology, I mean, you're right. way far away from me and we're sure. like lucky enough to be able to like, you know, shoot the breeze and talk about PJ, right? See, yeah, I've never, I've never picked up on that lyric either. Garden. Yeah. But when you, when you really think about it, it's kind of like, well, what's going to really make us, us as a human and what's going to make us be true to ourselves? Is it going to be, are we going to kind of stand by our druthers and like be who we really think we should be or are we going to kind of give ourselves up quickly into the newest thing and let something else totally control our lives right mm -hmm. that's, good. that's a lot of info but that's good. you know when you really start to break these lyrics down and then you move to other songs you're going to see some of these similar themes about this kind of push and pull of what makes a human human right what what defines right. our existence so I pulled that one from That's good. from ten, and I was just like, "Wow, that was pretty. That was pretty cool." All right, what else you got, homie? I'm gonna go step back in the box and get another one from ten. <laughs> Let's see the uh, the connection here. Oh dear, Dad, can you see me now? I am myself, like you. Somehow, I'll ride the wave where it takes me. I'll hold the pain. Release me. Love it. Of course, we know that. Gives that, me chills, man. That, that gives you chills, man. It gives you chills. And, of course, you know, that's tying right in with Alive and the stuff that he was doing uh, doing with, with his dad. And, oh, man, like again, it goes back to the same thing with Alive's turning now to a celebration because my understanding of Alive was that you know, Ed shared this on, on DVDs and stuff where he mm -hmm. said, you know, started off as like a – a curse thing, you know, and, and then when, and again, I think this was on storytellers on, um, that he did. And he said, it's the, the day when the whole crowd started screaming back to him, right. Uh, that I'm still alive. Like, like I, he said, again, this is Ed's words that it lifted the curse. And now it's become this, like you said, this rejoice. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing with this because he's holding on to all of this pain from, from not knowing his dad and then being lied sure. to about his dad and all these other things. And yep. he's holding this pain and, and then re release me. I'm my son. I keep bringing my son in this, like my wife, she painted this, um, this big drawing for him with these waves and these clouds and stuff. And we put on there, I'll ride the wave where it takes me. Right. Uh, such a cool, I just, one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just honestly, like if I'm driving, like, it's not even just the words, like the way he sings that is just, is completely emotional and he, he belts it out and he carries that release me for like 
15 seconds and it's like yeah. nothing better and it's honestly. a hell of a way to start a concert man i mean when they open with, oh. with that you know you know you're in for you know you're gonna be in for a ride for sure well plus you know i like the ride the wave where it takes me you know obviously ed's a big surfer i am not i would probably fall on my ass so he's got some not only mad skills writing but you know he's got some mad surfing skills so pretty cool how in touch he is with I'm surprised the guy's not Italian. You know, he feels deep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he's, he's got a deep soul. One cool transition from that is this next one's kind of about opportunities, right? So this okay. is from Nothing Man. Okay. So this is from Vitalogy. And this song's just, man, it's grown on me so much when I see it live. Like when we went to the show out in Seattle, they busted this out, song number two. This is a great song. And the crowd was just losing their mind, right? I hope that you're choosing the part of the song that I'm thinking you're going to I, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to try. <laughs> so, um, okay. well, the one sentence I like is, caught a bolt of lightning, cursed the day he let it go, right? So if you start there and you work backwards, you can take that line and put it to kind of just any number of things. So for me, that is... Opportunity lost, opportunity squandered, could be anything. It could be work, it could be love, it could be family, life. But when you back it up a couple sentences, you know, it says, walks on his own with thoughts he can't help thinking, futures above, but in the past he's slow and sinking. Mm -hmm. Awesome poetry. You've got it down. That's great. And so. How do we get out of our own head when bad things happen? How do we give ourselves the opportunity to let go of bullshit that's happened in our life or is happening right now, right? I mean, you can just pull in anything. You can pull in the pandemic. You can pull in loss. You can pull in just a number of different things. And how do you reconcile with yourself to allow yourself to be free of what ties us down, which most of the time Eddie's talking about emotion. It's so powerful and it locks us in and people can get in a really dangerous spot in their head by just emotion. It's not even that physical torment, you know, it's emotional. And there's a lot of, at least there's a lot of good advancement these days about people being able to talk about emotional distress, emotional pain. No, it's not weird, right? It's not, Mm -hmm. you're not less of a a woman. You're not less of a man for saying, you know, I'm hurting inside, right? But then, you know, he goes on to talk about, hey man, if you don't take these opportunities to kind of free yourself, you're going to miss out on other things in your life that could be beautiful, beneficial, keep you moving forward. So that in and of itself really is kind of what Pearl Jam means to me. And when I listen to songs, it's just, I can get out of whatever emotional, whatever is going on and just kind of take the opportunity to at least lose myself in the music for a little while. You have that release, you have that separation from real life. And that's why when these guys come out with new albums, I'm just like, where's what journey is it going to take me on? Where am yeah. I going to go with this? Right. So that one, well, well done. that one was well done. that one was a, a really uh, good well one done. for me. 
That was an easy choose. That was an easy one. That was an easy choose. Okay. All right, home All biscuit. Right. Well, what do you got next? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here Good. and pull one from Binaural. Yeah. Okay. Love Binaural. As the merging traffic passed, he found himself staring down at his own hands, not remembering the change, not recalling the plan. Was it he was okay, but wandering about wandering? Um, oh, dude, when you say it like that, because I love me some binaural, that's, uh, you're, you're stumping me. So wait, I'm going to guess. Sleight of hand. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. it's okay. I was either going to go like thin air, nothing as it seems, or sleight of hand. Sleight of hand is a so, tight song. I love that song. And I think, I should have done the research on this, but I think Jeff wrote these uh, wrote that song. I've been in this scenario. Like I've been in a place in my life where I'm driving or I'm stuck in traffic or I'm waking Mm -hmm. up headed to a conference call or headed to a a meeting I didn't want to go to. And you ask yourself, is this what this is about? Is this is what this is (laughs) why I'm here? Two and a half hours in the damn car one way. It's not not even just traffic. It could be anything. (laughs) You could be sitting at a BS meeting and you're like, this is what I'm here to do. And I mean, we don't, yeah, this life. And it's like, you find yourself, at least I have many a times, and I love it that when he says he's wandering, he's, he's he's thinking about thinking. He's thinking about like walking around, like right. he's imagining, like he's he's praying. Like, let me let me go do something different. I want to wander around. I don't want to be putting my coat and jacket on and my keys and yeah. going to the same job. Like yeah. it's a real reflection of like, yeah, you've touched on like modern day life where it's just like a grind sometimes. Yeah. You only get these little glimpses of like release from from the machine, and this one, like I said, I've I've listened to this song all the time. It's like, man, right. that is some of the coolest and some of the the most lyrics that resonate because I can I can I've been there, man. Yeah. I've been there a hundred different times. Oh yeah, you know what's cool about this, bro, is when we're talking about this and just like bringing these these thoughts out loud. This is stuff that, you know, maybe we've talked about personally before, but never into like this detail. It just further reaffirms, wow, these guys just kick ass, dude. I mean, how great that these guys can be rocking for 25, 30, almost 30 years, Mm. right? And they have substance in the music. And it's not just the same old shit, different day where it's just like pumping out records, doing your three chords, rocking it out, right. checking in, checking out. I mean, it's just, I, I wonder, okay, is he just, are these like all first drafts? Or is he that good now? Like he can just like start writing it down and just come up with something. I'm sure he edits and does all types of stuff, but you'd have to think, I mean, it's such an amazing, and it's a lost art, you know, the written word, right? The written word, absolutely, and, and, absolutely. And, not even that, and just being able to write, like cursive, right? <laughs> People were freaked out. They were like, not freaked out, but like totally surprised that, you know, my son is learning, you know, he's in second grade. He's starting to learn cursive and he's going to go into it next year. And they're like, oh my God, they still teach that? And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. It's such a cool <laughs> art form to be able to like learn how to write and not just type right out of the womb. You know, I mean, we yeah. we start to lose these things that, will give us, I feel, more connection to reality. Yeah, and and this and this song, Side of Hand, and that lyric, you know, was I, I don't want to give up more if we talk about these later on. Um, but 
Sure. In the Into the Wild soundtrack was a lot of kind of how I feel when I hear Sleight of Hand is how I put myself when I hear Into the Wild. Right. Is that like, I want to do that. I want to go shred my social security. <laughs> Get off the grid sometimes. Don't but eat the berries, bro. Not, Don't yeah, eat the berries. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to do that, but there's a, there's some, there's primal, there's primal needs sometimes. Like I just want to go be a, you know, go out in the woods sometimes. Yeah, anyway. no, I hear you, man. It's like, you know, the human being can, I think only take so much. Like, I think if you're a caring person and you feel deep, and you and you give a crap about what's going on in people around you, you know, then mm-hmm. emotions are going to get to you. If you're just, I don't know if it's lucky or skill, if you can just turn that off. I mean, a lot of people have to be able to turn this off. I can only imagine working in the healthcare system right now, just how beat down these people oh, are, sure. but you got to go in. And how do yeah. you separate yourself from just like this crazy real life? I'm sure a lot of those people are like, get me the hell out of here. I am taken off to northern Alaska. See you, bye. I'm on the bus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, All right, man. What's the next one? Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to do one for the moms. So my mom's favorite song. It's funny because she'll, she'll get into it a little bit with my uh, father-in-law. Like, not get into it, but he's a huge Dylan fan, right? Okay. Loving it. He's got every album, everything, you know, just loves it. And now that guy is a master of poetry. He's written a billion songs. They all mean something. And that guy's got some crazy skill. So I remember this conversation. My mom's trying to talk him into how Eddie Vedder in Pearl Jam is a poet. And he's like, what are you talking You know, he's not on the, on the Pearl Jam tip yet. I'm, I'm working on him. Okay. I'm working Good. on him, right? So one of her uh, favorite lines is, memories like fingerprints are slowly raising. Okay. So okay. that is from small town. Yep. And it It's so hard by the way when you say it, not when you like sing it. Well, I'm trying to throw you, dude. I'm trying to throw you a little <laughs> bit to see if I can This is also like Pearl Jam quiz hour, right? So oh, it is a little bit, you know? right. So it's like So she loves that line. She loves that song. She loves when they play that song. Like mom's totally badass, dude. I mean, she's been to probably like three or four PJ shows. And mm-hmm. without a fail, I don't know how it's worked out. They every time we've gone, they've played that song. So she loves it when you know the crowd gets into that song, and she always just loves that sentence. And it's and it's kind of cool because you know you might have memories, and they could be fuzzy. Maybe along maybe when you're little, you know, or you're trying to remember something that's mean, meaningful to you, or maybe you have a crazy dream that kind of brings you back to a a place you haven't even thought of or realized was even there and how they slowly creep up. They slowly Mm -hmm. raise. And maybe it's just the CSI girl and her likes the, you know, the the fingerprint part, but how cool that each fingerprint is unique. Each memory is unique, how they can raise up and just the correlation he draws with that. Another example of like, nobody writes like that, dude. Nobody sings like that. That's a great song. There are some out there, but that's one line. I threw that one out there for the mom because we do love ourselves. Some uh, elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good opener too. They play that one. They play that one early in shows a lot too. Oh yeah, a, 
And it's a slow, it's weird how slow songs can get the crowd jacked. For sure. You know, I mean, it's usually you come out, like you go to ACDC show, you're just, you know, bell to bell, you are just cranking, right? But when you've got some of these slow burns that uh, people obviously know the words to, that that's always a pretty special moment live. I, I hope we get back there sometime soon, dude. I know. Can we just, can we just go to a live show without dying? That'd be awesome. All right, man. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take one back to the early days again. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, again, this is more so not one where I've found myself feeling like Ed, but more so I just really love the way he he presents this in this song. So it, it's I know that I would never, I would not ever touch you, hold you, feel you, mm-hmm. ever hold, never again. So that was off to 10 and that's never. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, so I love it. Porch. I absolutely love porch. Yeah. Um, I have to admit when I was uh, early on, um, I wasn't a huge fan of porch when I was 12 or 13 Jeez, get it because together, it was so you, rock. Bro? Come on. No, it was because it's, <laughs> it's probably one of their and that in deep is probably another one where I, I've grown a, more accustomed to later, but early when I was yeah. 14, like Porsche is pretty pretty heavy at that point. I was like, ah, maybe I'm not into this one. But yep, I, I tell you, you, like that that's the way they he sings that lyric. Oh man! And then it Porsche is kind of taken on its new kind of like they play oh, yeah. it live differently all the time and it's different intros to it. And I've uh, just been a huge fan of Porsche. Uh, and that that little never again. Oh, he just draws that out forever. Just. Well, what's cool with that song is that that's one of their go-tos for like ending their first set with, right? Yes. They'll use that interchangeably with Rearview Mirror because they'll just jam. But like right from the beginning, I mean, no one says it better. It's like, what the fuck is this world running to? Right? (laughs) Right. I mean, right. Right. Anytime I hear that, no matter where you are in your life, what day it is, what month it is, what year it is, there's always crazy stuff going on. And when, you know, the first line comes up, you're just like, yeah, right, Ed? No, no, no shit, dude. What the fuck is this world running to? Like, are we even... Yeah, do you think... God. Yeah. Do you think I uh, we like that song and some of these older songs more, or not that more, but maybe the lyrics are so powerful because the way he sings the lyrics? I don't know, because... You know, I'm waiting for one of us to pull something out from the last like four albums, and it doesn't seem like we're really trending in that direction right now. Um, so we might have. To... I have one. I have one from Riot Act, but that's probably it was in my. But that's still like 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So it's like. <laughs> okay, no, no. My next one, I do. I mean, the next one's from Backspacer. So give me your next one, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll give you the one. From well, Backspacer. Yeah. back to your question. It's it's probably the best question we've had so far. I don't think Ed is singing, for me, I don't think he's singing any better or any worse. I know what he can and cannot do in the studio, and I know what that can and cannot do when he's in a live show. So I know he's he's having to push it when he's having to wail a little bit more. It's just mm-hmm. a natural fact of, you're growing up. It's just the right. way, it, like when I listen to James Hetfield and I see him live, you know, he's not hitting the same note, you know, when they were doing Kill 'Em All and he's singing the same song now. It's just your voice just changes. But 
I was desperately trying to find stuff from these newer albums, and they were all good. And I, but I just maybe it's the fact that I've heard them a million times, and it's so much more ingrained. And I know maybe I just know them so much more. Maybe I need to become a, a better fan and like listen to the past 15 years even more and draw more connections with that. Cause I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel what I, I think Ed is wanting us to feel the way he's singing. And I don't think anything's lost in it. There's going to be a lot of people that will not agree with that because they're like, dude, he can't scream how he used to, and he can't wail how he used to. Well, I mean, yeah, there are parts of it like that, but I don't know, man. I just, I feel like, these early themes that he's had, he like had to get out of his body because he yes. was having so much built up emotion that that's maybe why maybe it is more raw. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. I, I have to, I have to think that, right. I have to think even the first, I think first episode we talked about, which was like Ed in the first four albums had a lot of aggression and, he needed to get that on paper. And yeah. these last handful of albums, sure, they have some you know, more religious-based stuff or he's going through different stuff. But right. there's a, there's, yeah, there feels like a lot of anger. Yeah. And it's a funny story. Like, I, I remember I was driving in one of my friend's car back in college and I left uh, the greatest hits, Pearl Jam's greatest hits. Sometimes I forget they even released that because it doesn't have like six albums on there. Right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the next day, I forgot. I left the CD in the car. And the next day, he's like, "What was that depressing music we were listening to?" I was like, "What do you mean, depressing music?" Uh, no, it's just it's it, sure some of the some of the music is a little down, but yeah, yeah, it it doesn't mean that you need to be depressed to listen to it. It's just this is how he's getting hit some of this stuff out, and however you inter- interpret it, you know, if you are a little down, listen to listen to a little little porch, and it'll bring you up. A yeah, bit. exactly, man, and. Um... Yeah, maybe just now. Uh, not that it, it wasn't refined before, but the lyrics over the past 10, 15 years, very well thought out, very well written, very well performed. And I think that's what's cool when you stick with the band and you choose your band. We all got our one band. And for people listening to this, this might not be your band and you just might be laughing at how ridiculous we are for <laughs> loving this band. But I think that as bands go on, their content gets deeper because they have more life experience, obviously. And you don't have necessarily that angst of youth, but you still have that burn. I mean, you still have what makes you, you and that, you know, we don't know Ed. I don't know him. You know, he, maybe he listens to this one day. He's like, this doesn't describe me at all. This is total bullshit. You know, (laughs) who the hell are these? That's probably why he doesn't like follow what a lot of people say. You know, he just wants to live his own life. But these are our interpretations of, obviously, it makes us feel this way. So maybe we're assuming Ed was feeling part of this at the time. It's, it's hard to say where it comes from, man. But at least we got it. Yeah, kick me one more here. Okay, so I think my last one that I'll do, um, and I'll save another one for another time, is when I listen over the years to Given to Fly, okay? Uh-huh. Love that song. That's right? great. Off of That's Yield, really great. right? Love that song, gives me chills, it's amazing live, and for me it was just, you know, a song like tapping my foot to, singing, jamming, whatever. It started to change the meaning for me, and it's cool how songs do this, based on what goes on in your life. So I remember it was shortly after I got married, 
my mom's mom, my grandmother had passed away. We had we went up to see Pearl Jam up in Vancouver, not even at BC Place, but at the small little kind of the smaller like arena venue up there. Yeah. And when he got to the end of the song where he says, sometimes you see a strange spot in the sky, a human being that was given to fly. Wow. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) that at that moment took a whole new meaning for the song for me. And what's trippy as I hadn't heard that song live for ever. And then (laughs) my years and years later, my aunt passes away. Right. I'm like, uh-huh. oh man, I already know what this thing is crazy. Just by serendipity, we go out to the gorge. We got a gorge show that we go to, and they play this song. And Ed is doing this song in the middle of the crowd at the gorge on top of the metal facade that's right by where the um where the guys have the audio booth, right? Okay. And he's yeah. up there. I think it was the show where it was like 116 degrees outside. Yes. And he's up there. And we were pretty close to him. So, dude, it was like perfect night. He's up there singing it. You got shooting stars going on because it's pitch wow. black dark. I mean, you could not have asked for a more perfect kind of scenario for this. And it was, it's totally trippy, dude. Like, not that I want more people to pass away in the family, but that seems like the only time I get to hear this song live. And it's taken a whole new. Mm. yeah i that's i never had put it there i had never yeah for me i I didn't know what it meant but what it meant for me was this kind of ascension and this kind of transcendence into something else that i had never ever gotten that before so it's just really cool that's why we do this we can get get our rocks off talking about the boys and these awesome songs, but it's just really cool to see how music, even though the music's the same, the notes are the same, but how the meanings of songs change depending on what's going on in your life. So, yeah. There's a lot of great tunes from that Yield album. Dude, that um, album's badass. Yeah. And uh, I was I was thinking about Giving the Fly, and I didn't, for me, I didn't have that, uh, I had never correlated kind of an afterlife type um message behind that so that's that's pretty cool yeah trippy right that's pretty neat yeah what a way to end dude that was an awesome one yeah do you have any left in your little bag over there you got one more or you do maybe we wait on it because i don't want to bring the crowd down that was uh that was a good way okay maybe all right put her down well we'll say we'll 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 end on life everlasting and the ascension of beautiful ed lyrics into the ether so to speak. And uh, what a great, what an awesome, yeah, awesome. That was fun. You can tell I was getting like excited this whole podcast because, you know, I was definitely like swearing a little bit more. So sorry to all you younger listeners out there. But this is, you know, there is some adult music we are listening to here now, children, that we have to like work through a little bit. So, but as always, man, you stay safe out there careful with the deep freeze going on like yeah no kidding no kidding stay in and jam some tunes tonight? who do you got tonight chiefs or bucks i'm gonna piss a lot of people off we live out here in seattle dude so you know we have a hard time with uh with tom brady and yeah. their pats based on the past but i'm also from michigan where he led michigan to rose bowl championship when i was living there and Oh, and I've been watching KC all year and they've just been rolling over people and 
I got friends that are like, yeah, but I don't want KC to go back to back because the Seahawks can go back to back. Sports fans, dude, we just we're we're crazy, right. you know. So I think even more crazy than Pearl Jam fans. Watch out for those sports nuts out there. I just want a good game. I just want to let's do that. Let's have a good game. I just want a Chiefs good win. game, and that's me not really answering your question. So, <laughs> all right, Wessel, much right love, brother. I'll catch you next you, week. Buddy. And to all you people out there, this was PJ's Black Circle episode four. Episode five is going to be epic. We'll see you next week.